Welcome to another episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. Today, the area for discussion is failure, along with its antidote, resilience. Failure is an essential element of each person's life. It is an integral component of nature's balance. After all, if we didn't experience failure, we would not recognize or appreciate the celebratory strawberry shortcake moments. The experience of failure first comes to us early in life as children. Whether we participated in a game such as hide-and-seek and were found, or we did not do well on a spelling test, we failed by not attaining perfection. As an example, my most glaring failure in school occurred when I was 16 in taking driver's education. The lesson which I failed had to do with the mechanics of a car, carburetors, gas lines, engines, and the like. My brain tried. I worked hard to understand the theories behind the assembly and operation of an auto, but I couldn't get it. When the time came for a test on that chapter, the inevitable happened. My mind went blank and I failed the test. It didn't even make sense for me to take a makeup test on the subject. There wasn't anything different which I could do in preparation to change the outcome. Fortunately, my parents did not view my failure as a scar on my personality, although you'll note that I remember the situation as clearly as if it happened yesterday. Instead, they did recognize my rather futile effort to master the subject, and overall I did pass the course. In any case, starting at the youngest age, it is important that failure not make a child ashamed or fearful of the consequences. The prospect of failing should not necessarily be anticipated or received with glee, but, conversely, there should also not be a stigma attached to it. The focus should always be on having tried and recognizing the effort given, even if the result was not the one hoped for. Along these lines, perhaps I'm walking into a hornet's nest, but here goes. Other than providing an immediate boost for their egos, there is no helpful or productive reason for giving every child on both teams an award for participation. While very sweet, such a practice only serves to promote a distorted view of life, which becomes more difficult to correct at a later date. Instead, why not take a moment to explain about the concept of failure and its impact on the child's approach to the game, such as working harder in the future. Perhaps the next time that the teams meet, the other team will be the winner. Think about your failures, whether school grades, projects for work, relationships which didn't work out as hoped. 
although just three areas of possibility. They are indicative of the breadth of situations which span a lifetime. In each area, failure is not just a possibility. It has the probability of emerging at least once and generally far more often in our lives. Knowing that failure will be the victor at some point, how have you responded? And how do you plan on responding to your failures in the future? Of course, yelling and throwing breakable objects may be a viable option in the short term, but that response is really no more helpful than giving children unjustified trophies. So if I may, I would like to offer a few suggestions for getting past your failures and moving ahead to your successes. First, and perhaps the most obvious step, is to learn from your failure. Take the time to try to isolate what you did wrong and how to rectify the situation so that you don't repeat the same failure, if at all possible. Think about professional ball players. After a game, the players and the coaches always study the game tape, particularly if they lost. The objective is to study what occurred and not to repeat those mistakes in subsequent games. Along with understanding what you did to cause your failure, it's also important to remember how you felt about the failure. Your memory can be a strong tool in helping to prevent you from repeating a result that you don't want. The next important step is preparation. Once you have acknowledged what you did or did not do to cause the failure, make the effort to incorporate the newfound lessons into your future preparations. Perhaps, though, following a failure, the most important area in which to put your effort is your mindset and your attitude. This is definitely the time to take the view that the glass is half full rather than half empty. Not only is failure inevitable on occasion, it may have saved you from the possibility of dealing with an even worse debacle. For example, if a relationship failed, consider that the fates might have been protecting you from a potentially more difficult success. If a work project failed, Think about how, if the project had succeeded, an unintended consequence might have emerged with a far more challenging long-term result. The point is that after any type of failure occurs, assess the cause, handle the damage control, and turn your focus to the future. Analyze the process of what was done, what could have been done, and what to do the next time. It is important to always move past what happened and turn your attention to future activities. All of these suggestions translate into one word, resilience. Resilience is the elasticity and toughness to recover from difficult situations such as failure. To be resilient, 
a person must have the ability to believe that they are in control to learn from the situation, move forward, and not be a victim to the failure. Coupled with the willingness is having the skills to solve those problems, which may have resulted in your failure in the first place. It's also advocated that a person who is resilient be armed with a support system. However, ultimately, I believe that the burden of moving forward falls on the individual to develop the toughness to act thoughtfully and with purpose. Utilizing these skills gives you the ability to view your failure as the springboard to your future success. Perhaps you're thinking that resilience sounds wonderful in theory, but it's too much trouble to implement. Instead, you think, I'll continue on as I have. It's not great, but I understand it. In response, I would tell you that ultimately, you're doing things the hard way. Everyone fails at some point, whether professionally or personally. That's a given. It's the response to your failure that determines how much you suffer and how much you succeed as a result of that failure. If you do nothing different after a failure, you are undoubtedly learning nothing from it, and you have negated the opportunity to benefit from that failure. If, on the other hand, you have chosen to be resilient, you are putting into practice a mindset which can conceivably insulate you from feeling the most devastating effects of failure, from disappointment to desperation. Of course, failing at something never feels good, but you will be on stronger footing to assess the situation realistically, understand what you need to do to correct the problem, and put in place the framework for progressing on to greater future successes. All in all, maintaining a state of resilience applies to virtually every situation and gives you a greater likelihood of advancing in any area you choose. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember, your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both personally and professionally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?